Hey friends, welcome back to the Catwalk. My name is Clark Cowden. I'm your host for this podcast. As Lauren Daigle sings about in her song, Come and See, this is one of the invitations God gives us at Christmas each year. Come and see what God has done. This Advent season, we are asking the question, who is the Messiah? Who is this baby who was born in the manger on Christmas Day? One of the things the Bible tells us is that the Messiah is the creator. We read about this in Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 to 23, which says this. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The son is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. When Paul wrote these words, he was asking three questions. What are the powers? Who runs our world? And what has God done? First of all, what are the powers? 
Paul wrote this letter from prison to the small church in the town of Colossae. Colossae was a town in modern-day Turkey, about 120 miles inland from Ephesus, which was on the coast of the Aegean Sea. The city was destroyed by an earthquake in 64 AD. It's silted up and it's never been rebuilt or excavated. His letter was designed to be read out loud in their little church. In explaining to them who Jesus is, Paul says in verses 15 to 17 that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn of all creation. All things in heaven and on earth were created in him, both visible and invisible, including thrones and powers and rulers and authorities. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So what are the powers he's talking about? Well, back in those days, when things went wrong in the world, people didn't blame each other. They blamed the gods. They believed the god Artemis was hostile to the god Pan. The god Earth was angry with the god Apollo, and that Athena and Aphrodite were fighting with each other. When the gods fought with each other, they created problems on Earth. They believed the earth was full of hostile forces. So if you're going to travel on a boat, you needed to appease the sea god first. If you were fighting a war, you needed the god Mars on your side first. If you were in love, you had to ask for help from Aphrodite. A lot of people lived in a spirit of fear and uncertainty because they didn't know what kind of mood the gods were in and what they might do to them. People tried to stay out of trouble and not upset the gods. They worried there was a demon behind every bush. They believed that earth was a battlefield where the gods fought with each other. So these are the powers that people would have had on their minds when Paul wrote that Jesus created all the powers and rulers and authorities of our world. What he's doing is he's changing the narrative. He's saying that Jesus is the one true power source of our world. All of these other gods that their culture believed in weren't real gods. They didn't really exist and they didn't have real power. Jesus has the real power. Our Messiah, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. He created everything we see in heaven and on earth. He came before everything else. The reason our world holds together is because of Christ. Without Christ, our world would come apart. Paul is telling people in this little church, you are worried about the wrong powers. You don't need to live your life in uncertainty and fear. You're not at the mercy of these other forces. The only God you need to concern yourself with is Jesus. He created our world, 
He created you and he loves you, so you don't need to be afraid of him. This leads to the second question, which is, who runs our world? Nations actually don't run our world. Russia, China, England, the U.S., these nations actually don't run our world. Businesses like Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Twitter, they don't run our world. Financial institutions like Citibank, Chase, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, they don't run our world. Political parties and politicians don't run our world. The media doesn't run our world. Sometimes they think they run the world, and sometimes we think they run the world, but they don't. Sometimes they can make good things happen, and sometimes they make bad things happen. But we have a lot of problems in our world they have not been able to solve. We haven't solved inflation. We haven't solved racial issues. Our society struggles to bring people together in positive, healthy ways. Many people feel our nation is on the wrong track. Even though we are wealthier than ever, we are also more miserable than ever. We might smile at the people Paul wrote this Colossian letter to for believing that gods were creating the problems in our world. But actually today, many people believe that our problems are being caused by forces beyond our control. People think we're suffering because of what some unseen people are doing in some other place, and there's nothing we can do about it. So we're actually a lot like the people Paul was writing to. Paul is telling the Colossians that contrary to the way the world looks to you, God is the one who's running our world. He created the world, but after he created it, he didn't just step back and let things go however they wanted to go. Paul is saying that God is actively involved in our world every day. Jesus is actively involved in your life every day. The powers we think are running the world really aren't. And you are not powerless to deal with the forces of the world. Because the God who runs the world is living in you, you can make a difference. You are not helpless against the powers that are at work in our world. That leads to the third question Paul is addressing here. What has God done? In verses 21 and 22, Paul says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. And in verse 13, he says that God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. So God has changed your relationship with him. 
You used to be God's enemy because of your evil behavior. But now God has reconciled with you because of what Christ has done. He has made you holy. You now have a relationship with God. And now God has changed your standing in the world. He's changed your location. God has rescued you from the dominion of darkness in our world and moved us into the kingdom of his son. I think the picture of this passage is like the old West Berlin during post-World War II Cold War years. West Berlin was the free democratic part of the city that was completely surrounded by communist East Germany. People who lived in West Berlin had all the freedoms of the Western world, but they were surrounded on every side by a completely different power system. That's an image of the world we live in. When we become Christians, God transfers us out of the dominion of darkness and moves us into the kingdom of the sun. We now live as completely free people in God's completely free world. But we are surrounded on every side by people who are still living confined to sin in a world that's controlled by evil forces that negatively impact their lives, even though we've been set free from them. Paul is letting the Colossians know that when Jesus was born into our world, he took on the principalities and powers of this world. He defeated them on the cross. So you don't have to submit to them any longer. You don't have to let them get you down because Christ has triumphed over them. Christ has defeated the forces of our world and stripped them of their power. Even though the battle rages on, the war has already been won. Christ has already defeated the enemy, even though our wounded enemy continues to battle on with his mortal wound. There's now only one power we need to follow, and his name is Jesus. In his commentary on this passage, N.T. Wright writes about going to the big mall of America near Minneapolis. He said it's so big that it feels like you could spend a whole week there and not visit the same store twice. It's so big, they have lots of maps throughout the mall. The map shows people where all of the stores are. And then there's a red sticker that says, you are here. It's such a big and confusing place that people need these constant reminders about where they are in relation to everything else. That's what Paul is doing in this letter to the Colossians. He's saying, you are here. This is where you stand in relation to the entire cosmos. This is where you stand in relation to God. This is where you stand in relation to the powers and principalities of our world. 
And this is where you stand in the whole story of creation and redemption. He's saying that not long ago, you weren't even on the map at all. You were outside of the mall in the cold. You were excluded. You were estranged. These people were outside of Israel, not part of the people of God. But now they are part of the people of God. It used to be that their lives reflected all the different gods they worshipped. Their worldview was distorted. But now the Colossians find themselves on the inside. Now they are on the map because of Jesus. Jesus is the place where the true God and our true humanity meet. In Christ's death and resurrection, God and the human race were reconciled and brought together. And now, astonishingly, we are free to approach the living, holy God without a stain on our character, no matter how hard others might try to stain us. Christ has cleansed us and set us free, and we will be that way forever. So as we approach Christmas Day and ponder who the Messiah is, Paul is letting us know that Jesus is our creator. The people and the things in our world that we think have power have hardly any power compared to Jesus. The people we think run our world really don't. And God has done more for us than we realize. As Lauren Daigle sings in her song, Come and See What God Has Done. We celebrate Christmas because Jesus is the Messiah who has reconciled us with God and who has transferred us from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of his Son, where we can live with peace, hope, love, and joy, no matter what else is going on in our world today. God bless. Stay safe. See you soon.